I'm Paul Levinson, and welcome to Light on Light Through, episode 335, my review of the Orville 3.9. And having just watched this episode, let me start this review by explaining at least a little why I think the Orville is now better than any current Star Trek series, as well as in the same league with the original Star Trek series and the next generation, something I've been saying really for the last few weeks. And of course, there are spoilers ahead. I think the Orville has literally and figuratively reached such heights because it's not beholden to any prior or current Star Trek. It's not burdened with being true to all that was Star Trek before and is Star Trek now. The Orville, therefore, can plot its own course, take its own chances. And now that it's on Hulu, the Orville is also free of all the network constraints, including length of episode and language. Episode 3.9 makes use of and epitomizes all of those advantages. The episode was unafraid to kill off a semi-major character, Admiral Perry, played by Ted Danson, as well as a major vibrant new character introduced just this season, Ensign Charlie, wonderfully played by Ann Winters. Charlie was so impressive, she even sang some great harmony and lead when she and Gordon performed Simon and Garfunkel's Flowers Never Bend with the Rainfall in Grayson's Family Cabin. And the lyrics of this song, So I'll continue to continue to pretend My life will never end well, wow, those lyrics have a special pang-in-your-heart significance, given Charlie's extraordinary sacrifice at the end of this episode. This accentuated the ethical incandescence of Charlie doing this to save the Kalon. You may recall, I'm sure you do, that she understandably hated the Kalon up until the episode before last. And the storyline in 3.9 was also top-notch for a bunch of interlocking reasons. The Orville has increasingly become a continuing story this season. Episode 3.9 picks up on the Mocklins leaving the Union, and they form an alliance with the Krill against the Kalon. And by the end of the episode, the Kalon, impressed by Charlie's sacrifice, are aligned with the Union. These seismic shifts are conducted with subtlety and apt motive. For example, the Mocklin at first balk at giving the Krill co-command of their military because the Krill leader is a woman. And we see the Kalon leader very aware of the enormity of Charlie's sacrifice. 
The battle scenes were also outstanding, especially the spaceship dogfights between the Union and the Kalon versus the Mocklin and the Krill. All of that was reminiscent of an extended scene from a movie like Star Wars, and that's high praise indeed. And it was possible because the Orville has been given room to breathe on Hulu, in this case, more than an hour and 19 minutes. Next week is the season three finale. I'm very much looking forward to that and to many seasons to come. And I hope you enjoyed that review of the Orville 3.9. I will be back here next week with my review of the finale of this fabulous season of the Orville, episode 3.10. And before that, I'll certainly be here with reviews of a few other shows that are now lighting up various streaming screens. In the meantime, stay safe. Stay sound and continue doing whatever you can to help those brave Ukrainians get Putin's fascist army and rockets out of their country once and for all. The Light on Light Through Podcast. AD. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left again into bits and pieces of history that could have been. Sierra Waters had read once that, years ago, it was thought that men made love for the thrill, while women made love for the sense of connection it gave them. Curled up with a good book says, Sierra Waters is sexy as hell. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com. Paul Levinson still codes about an ancient biotech war raging on in secret for centuries.